Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? Were those guys really in hell the whole time or was that just the audience? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Each episode, a guest and I will choose a celebrated series from history, from the 70s to the streaming era and beyond, and do a deep dive on its very last episode. Was it all a dream? Did it turn into a nightmare? And most importantly, what can we learn about tomorrow's new shows from the way yesterday's ended? TV is a journey. I hope you'll enjoy this podcast about the destination. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, we are back. This is Fairway Roll in a golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, joined by my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent, Boots on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. It is a two ball as we go from Hawaii to the continental United States. We are in California, still heavily involved in the Western swing. My birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par saving pals. Let's throw the pegs in the ground and get swinging. 
Nate Dog, how's your Grayson? House, it was great to see you. Yes, we I did love see each it other. When we get the band together. We did it, didn't we? We watched some Godfather 2. We did that. We actually tried to watch the end of golf, but we couldn't. We couldn't. Because it was Friday. There was a fascinating Joel Damon moment that let in 17 guys. A real cut sweat. A real cut sweat that was not really a cut sweat for Joel, but whether or not he birdied the last hole of the day as the last player out there was going to either set the cut at minus three or let in another 17-ish guys and set the cut at minus two. And we went to watch it on the Golf Channel house. (laughs) And guess what they were showing? You know, I... Should we have looked for it on the cock? Was that our problem? <laughs> you never you never look for the end of anything on the cock. Great point. Great point. Especially not a cut. You do not want that. We'll leave it there. It I, was I could keep going. Absurd that we couldn't watch this on TV. First of all, if you're going to put golf on counter to football for crying out loud, Give us something when football's not on that we can enjoy <laughs> that can get us into this tournament. It was a great golf. Mo- it just, it, I, I can't, why can't we figure this out? It's not that hard. Well, we can. It, you just have, it, it's just money. That's all, Nate. And CB, NBC doesn't want to pay the money. They don't, it, it's just money. That's all. I Maybe just, all of the subscriptions that they hijacked out of people watching who would just want to watch a simple <laughs> NFL game on a Saturday night. Maybe some of that will trickle down to the poor golf tour. I canceled my Peacock subscription just a few hours ago, and I'm getting close to canceling my PGA Tour Live subscription. I'm not going to do it. I really like the people who work there, but I have to say the quality of those streams right now, there were no, they usually have a bunch of streams of, uh, individual holes so you can watch all the groups come through. This time the streams were mislabeled. It said, you know, the it it, it just it was all over the place. They weren't showing what they said it was. They they had no hole. You didn't know when it started, when it finished. It just was a frustrating golf watching weekend. We're trying to make this work. We need a little bit of help. And the tour at this point could could really stand to start thinking creatively and broadening the window and creating incentives for people to watch golf. Because, you know, the only story about golf that percolated through this week for me, it's that Yasser has been accused of kidnapping, amongst many other things, in a massive suit that's been filed. I mean, it we got to do better for the sport. Or not. I mean, those are the choices, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a niche sport with, you know, uh, a real affinity for turning off its fans. And they've been on a heater in terms of of that particular bent over these last uh, 18 months or so. But uh, let's talk about golf. Let's talk about the guys that played. Let's talk about the guys that played well. It ended up being a pretty dramatic end. I'll it was. confess, I didn't watch 10 seconds of it because I was in between football or watching football or studying football or getting my my wagers lined up for football. Um, But we had a a three-way playoff. Q1 
Keegan Bradley, Benny on and Grayson Murray. Oh, Benny. This Great is Benny's job. tournament. Great job, Benny on and Grayson Murray back together again. You know, we were reminded back in uh, 2017, they had a Twitter exchange. Hopefully they have kissed and made up. Um, Grayson, well, probably not. I mean, Benny, Benny just missed a, ugh, yeah. a yeah. bunny on, on that yes. first extra hole. I, this felt like Keegan's tournament to win, and he has since talked about how much this one really actually hurt because he felt like he put himself in position. He fought very hard to win. Uh, I, I'm happy for Grayson. It is yet another example of a golfer who has had a lot of other things going on in his life at a moment in time where there's a lot of things going in golf, and it's probably hard to focus just on golf. And even when you're playing competitively to block out all of the nerves and anxiety that come with the sport, th there is a pattern here of guys who've gained the hashtag perspective and have other things to rely on and are able to go out there and just play. And it felt like for the first time, like Grayson has been a very controversial figure. It's not, uh, it, it's not up for debate. He's, you know, gotten into a lot of Twitter exchanges, put aside your political stuff. He's been a, 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 a curmudgeon. Let's put it that he's, he's created some friction. He was yelled at uh, in the ball players meeting by Rory. He's like, he's been a difficult figure. It's hard to argue with a guy who seems to have gotten control of the things that he can control in his life. He's gotten sober. He's relied on his family. He's relied on his fiance. He's got a new caddy. He played great on the KFT, and he got his chance. And in his first event, he comes up, and here it is. So it, it's 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 hard to be anything other than uh, in a place of admiration for that level of mental fortitude and resilience, House. Yeah, so uh, ever since he complained loudly at that all-players meeting and Rory told him to, to just play better, he has, in fact, played better. He yeah. has two wins. Rory was uh, right. Rory was right, and 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 Grayson, whether intentionally or unintentionally, took it on board, and you know produced it. He's super young. He's still a young guy. So what you could say is he encountered a lot of you know kind of life battles. Um, had a lot on on his his plate. Had a lot of growing up to do. Um, and you know he's. He, he hopefully he's turned a corner. Hopefully, what we've seen of him um, in terms of golf success will translate into life success. He has his whole life in front of him, right? Yeah, he does. And 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 in terms of just the the X's and O's of the golf this week, you come into that course, which is a shorter one, and there was a day of just shit whipping wins. But for the most part, it was, and, and by the way, that, that first round was one of the lowest, uh, sorry, highest average score for a first round in the history of that tournament. There are definitely days where somebody rips off a 59 there. But we would have said that the approach game and the putting was what was really going to matter there this week. And it turns out that, you know, Grayson was second off the tee. Benny Ann was first off the tee. And, and those were the two guys, in addition to Keegan, who I think all around just played decently well. I mean, he was seventh tee to green, Keegan was. Those were the guys who ended up playing well out there. So it was a little bit counterintuitive to the things that we expected coming in. Uh, it, it was not counterintuitive to see some of the guys play well 
underneath our three playoff guys who did. I mean, you had JT Post in there hanging around at the end. You had, you know, guys who, Eric Cole, who we just, you can set your watch to it now. He's going to be hovering in the top 20. You had Akshay Batia, who who didn't really have the best turnout, but another top 15 there. Yeah. So th- th- there's some of the usual suspects who, if you've been paying attention through the fall, were hanging in there. It wasn't a surprise to see them up there. But House, I know you have some thoughts on a guy who did not make the playoff. Instead, he finished T4 just outside, one shot back. And that was thanks to what appeared to be a very favorable ruling on 18, and that was Carl Ewan. Well, here's the problem, right? If you have this product, and we are taping this show Tuesday evening, so by now, golf Twitter, all the true devotees of, of professional golf and this tour have had the opportunity to hear the No Laying Up guys go at this, and Friday guys touched on it as well um my my particular frustration with this ruling and if you're not familiar with it the 15 second version is that on the 18th hole this dude um Carl Yuan who's played who played beautifully throughout this tournament smashed a ball out of the ballpark i mean it went over the grandstands and out of bounds uncle it, snappy gonzo yeah right so uh and there was a, an effort apparently to find it. And the conclusion was uh, they were virtually certain that it had landed in the grandstand. There's two drunk guys said it had landed in there or something. Proper frustration from everyone around the idea that those grandstands are so goddamn close to the green. It, it, it honestly, uh, undermines the design of the hole to have those grandstands where they are. And it, you know, all the general proper frustration with the idea that, you know, the, 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 the tour plays by a different set of rules than the rest of us. Um, because in it, as has been observed in any scenario other than this TV event, if you do what that guy did, um, you take a two stroke penalty, take stroke and, and distance penalty. But house, the only thing they did get on camera in this whole event was the ball flying over the grandstands. I, if they got to put the grandstands up, they're fine. Like, they're fine. I get it. Let's increase the revenue per event. Let's create good suites. Let's get people out to the course. Let's create environment. Great. But he blasted it over. It didn't go in. And you can see that from the camera footage. We can't see Joel's missed four foot, 11 foot putt on Friday night that lets a bunch of guys in and changes the entire shape of the tournament. But we saw that. So I don't understand the ruling. Well, it, it, and, and here's the, the, the thing. If you ask people to go participate in the betting markets, if you're saying we want you as a way of elevating interest in the game and having folks participate in, in this sure. entertainment product in this manner, then you have to apply the mother effing rules. Yeah. Because this dude, uh, and I, I don't mean to suggest it wasn't Carl Yuan. It, no. He, he just he played it right down the middle in terms of the options that were in front of him. But whatever set of decision-making led to him getting a free drop had the direct effect of depriving JT Poston of a top five. So if you bought JT Poston at a top five finish, which was at a very good and attractive price, 
then you lost. You lost your bet as a result of the application or non-application of a rule. Now, that 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 is my particular yeah. uh, anguish with the situation. Lots yeah. of guys lost money. Lots of guys lost standing. Lots of guys lost FedEx Cup uh, points in terms of the season-long way that the PGA Tour wants to conduct its affairs. I'm talking about it from the perspective of a fan, somebody that might participate in, in the in the gambling market, somebody that might participate in DFS. That free drop had uh, uh, effects across the entire spectrum of of the competition, and you cannot, you cannot stand put put the 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 guy who's in charge of of integrity for the tour on television and let him do a 15 minute blowjob interview on the golf channel. And then two weeks later, come out and make up your rules as they go along. It, rules of golf that don't apply to this PGA Tour TV product and take money out of people's pocket. That's my that's my upsetment, Nate Dog. It's interesting because Carl Ewan is not the guy who usually gets the help from the rules officials. That's been a complaint from the traditional mule class. And Carl Ewan, let's be clear. He was came off the Corn Ferry Tour ablazing two years ago. We were excited to see it and felt like he was back. And then he's really struggled last year, actually finished one guy outside the top 125. Rom's departure gets him in. So he yeah. was fortunate to be in this tournament to begin with. And, and he maximized that. Congrats he, to yes, him. Yes, but these are the guys who usually the rules officials are stringent with. Uh-huh. And are and are much more inclined to say no and give them the business versus some of the big, you know, higher profile players. And that in and of itself has been a complaint from the mule class for a number of years. I found it interesting that in this case, they didn't do what I would have probably expected them to do over time, which is to, to implement a, a sort of stricter um, bearing on the rules. And I can only wonder if in this moment in time with the tour in such a let's call it what it is precarious position it's not going away but where they're really trying to be as sensitive as possible to the membership if there hasn't been a little bit of a message on high to hey go easy on these guys the last thing we need is on top of all of the complaining about the media rights and the prize money and the and the travel and the and the tournaments and the spots that they're also going to keep complaining about rules officials. So I, I I have zero information to back that up. But it is strange. This is the kind of guy who usually gets is the guy complaining that that the 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 uh, the rules officials are being too strict. Not what we saw on Sunday. I mean that that's kind of like fair enough, and I think that is important context. But this wasn't a close call. That's the problem. Not even that everybody, it's on camera. Yes, this is the problem that everybody has with it. And again, it so goes why do you right... think they did this? Was this just a whiff? Was a this whiff. bad judgment? Yes. Or do you think there is? Do you have a tin hat conspiracy theory? No, 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 no. I don't have a conspiracy theory. I think it just... it, it's born out of what you're describing in terms of a general inclination to be more forgiving than than not, to be more accommodating than not, but it cannot under any circumstances come at the price of the rules of golf. Like none of, no person that p- plays competitive golf under any scenario, including a $5 Nassau 
gets a free drop under those circumstances. And it can't have the impact that it's going to have across the tour. Like I didn't even get a chance. I didn't bother. I, I only, you know, sort of for the purposes of the impact, thinking about JT Poston, you know, top five finish, but I don't know. I'm sure Carl Yuan was in some head to heads. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know how, how close those head to heads were with who he was matched up with at the various books, but you, you just can't, it's untenable to uh construe the rules in a manner that's so far outside of the the a regular person's a regular golfer a regular person who wants to wager on golf yeah. their expectation of how the rules are going to be applied that's well, the issue l- let's watch it as the season goes on Carl you and maybe he has a bunch of great finishes and that puts him into you know the top 125 or even top 70 and it's a, but there's a 30ish point difference between maybe more, maybe a 50-ish point, depending on how he would have finished Yeah, from, from a position standpoint. 50 FedEx Cup points is the difference between being in and out for a lot of guys, for for a handful of guys. So let, let's see down the, down the road, just from a season-wide standpoint, how that affects the standings. But you're right. From a fan perspective, you just got to, you can't, you can't be putting odds up and steering us into this and not keep the competition clean. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, Asking us to simultaneously indulge the fact that they, it's, they can't provide comprehensive coverage, asking us to indulge that they can't um, you know, generate the uh, economics and the logistics su- sufficient to give us a cut sweat look on Friday when there's genuine you know, kind of drama, asking us to indulge the moving target in terms of the timing of when they're going to present this because they're trying to avoid football and then layering on top of it this uh you know misapplication of the fundamental rules of of golf it's just a bit too far and it's not the taste i want to have in my mouth at this time of the season nate dog well taste it baby because that's where we are (laughs) well let's take that beautiful taste and quickly touch on uh, this week in the business of golf, uh, there was a news report, James, James Corrigan, that uh, his eminence and Jay got on the phone around Christmas time and Jay and his eminence made tremendous par- progress, maybe or maybe not uh, in response to John Rahm's uh, announcement that he was going to participate in live. It certainly seems like those two fact items occurring in a time-space continuum of only a matter of weeks could have had a relationship, but who knows? It was reported they hadn't spoken with one another since June. Who the F knows? Um, Yeah, and then today we've got Sports Business Journal reporting that Monaghan is in Saudi Arabia meeting with Yasser right now. And uh, that would suggest that they're making good progress. It's not the best timing because, again, there's this report that Yasser's now been named in, a, in just a crazy... I mean, he's, he's facing a $74 million lawsuit for allegedly having carried out instructions of Prince MBS with malicious intent, including harming, silencing, and ultimately destroying the family of a Saudi ex-intelligence chief. That includes accusations of kidnapping. This guy 
is slated to be the chairman of the new entity that Monaghan is in Saudi Arabia negotiating right now. So I, yeah. I don't look, it's all alleged. It's not, he's not been convicted of anything, but here we are. I mean, when, when you ask like, Hey, what's the big deal about taking a check? There are some people who look at this stuff and say, well, that's the big deal about taking the check. Putting all that aside, if you can possibly somewhere in the deep, dark parts of your conscience compartmentalize like a complete maniac and pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah, it looks like Jay's over there and they're going to get a deal done here before the master's house. Well, that obviously makes the most sense for the global product. And you have been forecasting that this deal was going to get done right around end of first quarter, beginning of, of second quarter. And that does create the sensible pathway to answering the questions we have about the industry of professional golf and how it's, you know, sort of uh, shown on, on television. And, you know, we'll just sort of hold our noses over the course of this season and try and be enamored with the signature events and try and have interest in these yeah. fields that are missing some noteworthy folks and certainly be very excited for the four majors this upcoming year. Um, but it would be good to have some certainty around the conduct of these affairs uh, going forward. And maybe that's coming sooner rather than later. I think that's the the takeaway. Yes, that is the takeaway. And there again, we have seen over the past couple of weeks, lots of voicing from both sides about a desire to sort of bring these things together. There's been some conciliatory language from some of the uh, shall we say, more vocal supporters of Liv, uh, the players who are over there trying to maybe create a softer landing for when this comes through. But their house, there's still some really, really hard things, as we've talked about, uh, really hard things to, to, to reconcile, including how you're going to make players who didn't take that check whole, and if you are, and if they're going to accept that, and how we're going to see some cross-pollination, whether they're actually just going to create opportunities for players to play on each tour or if they're going to create something more global and holistic. I mean, we've already got rumors that Wyndham Clark is perhaps leaving. We've heard about a few other players joining uh, Lucas Herbert, who's who's gone and joined Cam Smith's team, according to one report. So that there, there are a, a number of transactions that are happening as if these are separate tours. I'm fascinated to see whether they actually hammer something out that puts the best players in the world playing around the world all together or whether they get, you know, the, pardon the pardon the phrase, but sort of half pregnant and yeah. just create on ramps that that is a bastardization of what we as fans. And it really sounds like the players themselves would ultimately like to see. What do you mean the players themselves? Oh, you're saying the players themselves want the same outcome that yeah, we want. I think okay. Rory, Rory would like to play against John Rahm and and Cam Smith and. And Scotty Scheffler and, and, and Bryson the best, and Bry yeah, he'd love to play against them 15 times a year, uh, you know, 12 times outside the majors, maybe 13 times outside the majors. And he'd be willing to travel to do that. I don't know that everybody would, but I think that's that's what the best guys ultimately want. And I think they know they have to know looking at the dog shit ratings on both sides that it's imperative for the sport. Imperative for the sport. You know what also, and I'm going to tease this and I'm going to be super, super, uh, indirect about it. 
But you and I were treated to something oh, when we God. were together. <laughs> I know. All I'm going to say is we were treated uh, to something. You and I, and it, and it is of paramount interest to the world of professional golf. I wondered whether we were going to do this. All that That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It, it would have a profound impact on interest. It would we're, capture, we're putting down the marker that we knew and we saw it and we were. It there. would capture yes. the sporting world, the sporting world's interest at large for sure. And it was really exciting to see. And we're going to leave it at that. That's all we're going to say here on the Fairway Rolling Ringer Podcast Network program today. But um, there's lots of stuff to look forward to over the course of this calendar year, perhaps next year including the rejoining of the tours. That would be wonderful. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What we had to look forward to this upcoming week, Nate, Nate Dog, this return to continental United States of America, not too far away from where you're sitting right this second. We're going off to Palm Springs. I'll be there uh, for a little golf. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, we've got a good field this year. We got good uh, fields on both sides of the pond this week, don't we? True, true story. I mean, uh, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Rory's choke last week was very hard to watch. I mean, the, the three putt from two feet and then the ball in the water on 18, it seems to be the only way that Tommy Fleetwood can get a win. But uh, <laughs> Hey, he but, got a win. But Tyrrell Hatton is, has made his way from from Hawaii over there. So he, he's going to, I mean, he's gone literally around the globe. There's going to be strong fields. I am surprised at the strength of this field at the Amex. I did not expect to see... Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, JT, Tony Finau, Tom Kim, Sungjae, Ricky, Min Woo, Jason yeah. Day. This is a heavier field than we thought. And yes. I, I think it's got to speak to two things. I mean, first of all, this is a big sponsor in Amex. And you got a couple of shaky sponsors. I mean, it sounds like State, right. State Farm is out of the out. Tory Pines business. Out. Another sponsor that we've heard is is leaving. And, you know, again, I think the tour's got to be sitting back going, how do we create and provide more value for these sponsors? Because they're just making the, the, the calculation. It's just math, baby. And they're not getting the return on investment 
that they that they otherwise would. So perhaps it's 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 the players making sure they're taking care of sponsors. But let's be clear: this is this is you're playing with two AMs for three days. These are almost six hour rounds, even though you're playing on three different courses because you're playing with these amateurs. This is not a tournament. This is the original piece of shit putting contest that John Rahm, the defending champion, crowned it. So this is not something that people are desperate to come play. These three courses do not prepare you for Torrey or Riviera or Pebble, which are the big tournaments that follow, or Phoenix. So what is this about? Is Is it a bit of a hit and giggle? I don't know, but look, it's. I think it probably how speaks to the fact that it's a condensed season and FedEx Cup points really matter. And all these guys, you know, on that list that I just made, except for Justin Thomas himself, all these guys are looking at Justin Thomas, going, "JT missed out on the top seventy last year." So he sure I, did. I don't want to be that guy. He's got to qualify his ass in, into these signature events. Yeah, he'll probably get in with his world ranking, but like. D- he wasn't competing for FedEx Cup money that that uh, that 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 Victor won and that Scotty should have won. So I think they all they all are looking at it, going, "We could play just the signature events and a few, but we gotta we gotta get out there and earn these points." Which I I take as just like, I mean, it, it's it's a it's promising actually. It suggests that this idea that there was going to be a totally bifurcated tour isn't necessarily true. Now. We need to see some of these mules, a la Grace and Murray, work their way into these events. And, and the, the stars of tomorrow have a pretty clear, direct path to start competing against the list of guys who are here. But I, early in the season, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that week in, week out, it's not just going to be one week you have all the good guys and the other week you have the dog shit. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Um, I do want to make sure that we take note of the fact that there are a couple other um, guys. We just want to eyeball. There's a storyline here of the return from injury for two players. One is Will Zalatoris who played last week. And I think he's using these events to like, just kind of um, see if he can return to form that these are tune up things. I think Um, I will tell you the single biggest wager that I made in any sport over the course of this most recent weekend. Willie Z miscut? No, no. I oh, bet him in a head-to-head against Billy Horschel. It, I, I, it was a several-unit wager by me. Uh, seeing him, you know, Willie Z coming back, and I had to lay juice. I can't remember. It, was, it wasn't, like, expensive, but it was a several, several-unit wager on Horschel, who finished fine. I mean, you know, all he had to do was make the cut because Willie Z is just trying to... Um, wait, wait, you back. bet on Horschel. Horschel. Yes. Tons. Okay, good. Yes. Big, big number. Yes. Same thing. Cause I, we I had it. seen Willie Z had been terrible against, uh, he just, he just, he's coming back from the physical hero. injury. Yes. Yeah. At, right. At the I hero, he was awful. It's so, not a knock. We still no, love him. Exactly. It was the We're right just bet. Mon- monitoring his return. And if the books want to give odds on, on him against somebody that's healthy, then I'll, I'll take him. That's we'll fine. Glad, we'll gladly take it. I, I was happy to see him back. I was happy to see Gary Woodland back and yeah, they both missed the cut, but that was to be expected. You know, it's fine. The other guy who we haven't heard from or seen in a while that is playing this event is Daniel Berger. Yes. Amazing. Uh, you know, the journey that he's been on from injury. So, uh, he's, he's playing, which I, I think is a sign that he feels ready enough. Um, 
I, I will be looking to, you know, if, we'll see if the book offers up some, some, uh, head to heads for, for him. Um, I'll be going against him, but that's again, <laughs> that's not a knock on Daniel Berger. I'm thrilled to have him back. I mean, you know, top 20 talent, not that long ago, 18 months ago, multiple time well, tour winner. Yeah. He won the AT&T not long ago. I mean, we're almost right. at Pebble Yes, and, and there, there he is. So, right. Uh, uh, look, th- this week is, it smells of a tune-up, doesn't it? It smells yes. of guys just getting back into the flow, more players than we expected out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll let, let, let's see how it goes. This is, however, the piece of shit putting contest. Don't kid yourself in any other way. There's no rough really to speak of. The stadium course, the Pete Dye Stadium course is not hugely challenging. You've got to shoot six or seven under every single day to be in this tournament. There is a little bit of weather for Sunday that looks like there's probably 50% chance of rain, but the rest of the days it's going to be idyllic and it's going to be guys tuning up for the tournaments that are about to happen. Torrey Pines, AT&T at Pebble Beach, Phoenix Open, Riviera. Well, let me pose this question to you. We've had two unexpected, you know, by at least by by the odds, winners of the first two events uh, this season. Yeah. Um, you know, Grayson was, happen again? was 250 to one. Is, is it now time uh, it for is. the return of the chalk? It is. I mean, let, here, here are guys who are in the top 20 at this tournament last year. Rom won it. Xander was T3. Chris Kirk, by the way, was also T3. Tom Kim was T6. JT Poston was T6. Scotty Scheffler was T11. Burns was T11. Finau was T16. Sungjae was T18. I mean, the guys who are... the Cantlay was crop. 26, but the cream of the crop rises up here. And yeah. yes, Davis Thompson was sort of battling with John Rom. And yes, there was an unexpected appearance from Robbie Shelton in the top 10. So you're mm-hmm. going to be able to pick a few of those guys from momentum. But for the most part, I really think we, we might have gotten, you know, a little upside down because a- Adam Long's of the world, as you c- consistently say, have won this tournament before. But I, I do feel like uh, we've got enough big names in the list here that I, I, I wouldn't fade the top of the board as as you might otherwise have, if it was just Scotty and Xander, I might tell you, uh, maybe we'll get a different winner. But there are 10 guys who are pretty heavy hitters who can win this golf tournament. So let's hear, uh, let's start naming some names. I mean, I, I'll, I'm perfectly fine with, you know, playing Scheffler top 10, top 20, laying yeah. the odds, lay, yeah. I mean, laying the juice. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, I'm not going to make enormous plays. Uh, no. I don't, I'm not playing him to win at, you know, six to one or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, t- playing tiny, just getting, try this. We're trying to build bankroll right now. Nothing's yeah. a sure thing. It's professional golf, but just yeah. trying to build bankroll a little bit with some big names. Scotty Scheffler shows up. I, the only reason, you know, that, that he, the only thing held him back at, at, at Century was putting. There's no reason that he can't show up at this thing. These, these venues, are venues that are are not um, honed to tour specifications in terms of you know the, the the kinds of greens and so forth. So you know there's there's decent variance I think 
putting wise, you could show up and have uh, and feel perfectly comfortable and just get going. Yeah, I, I am uh, generally in your camp, which is, hey, everybody, don't bet outright winners on PGA events because it just rarely is going to pay off for you. Uh, I, I I will remind you that this is the site of the infamous uh, interesting noises coming out of Sung J.M.'s room that oh. uh, we heard his boots on the ground last year. So it's there the one-year anniversary of maybe many Sung J's. Uh, we can only hope. We can only hope. But uh, I, I'll be interested to see how, how Sung J plays this. I, I'm really interested to see Justin Thomas yeah. starting starting here, um, getting his season going now, and after an off season in which he did a lot of reflection, I'm sure, and certainly a lot of work. This is this is going to be either the start of a redemption arc or the continuation of some disappointment. I I do not count out Justin Thomas. I expect him to come out and play really good golf. But I think the lesson that he learned as we talked about finishing outside the top 70 last year is that every fucking FedEx Cup point matters. Do you and like I, him at, at plus odds to finish in the top 20? I do. So that's plus 120 for Justin Thomas uh, I mean, in the top we 20. We don't love that, but like if you're going to put some anchors down that you feel good about. You're trying to build bankroll. I, I just think every single one of his shots this season, he's going to take seriously. Because yeah. he knows that every single point matters. If he had chipped in at Wyndham last year, he is in the top 70 and it ricocheted off the pin. Well, how many other chances earlier in the year did he have to put one away where he maybe lost focus because he's Justin fucking Thomas? Well, I can tell you he's purged that thinking from his mind and, and he's going to come in swinging on everything. That said, when I look down the board, I, I'm interested in other guys. I'm interested in Taylor Montgomery who yeah. was second in approach overall last week. He's fifth. Uh, he was fifth last year, only three shots behind Rom. He's plus 230 for a top 20. Yeah. Like now his approach, he, like his, his putting wasn't awesome, but um, you know, he, he's going to put himself in position this week. You can smell it coming. I like Taylor Pendrith, another Taylor. Eighth mm. in putting last week, if this is the piece of shit putting contest, 17th on approach. He was tied for 10th last week with a 65 and a 66 on the weekend. Um, I like, you know, if you're looking at momentum as well, Andrew Putnam, he's plus 240 for a top 20. He was tied for 10th last week with a 64 on Sunday. He well, was we did say his name last, last week. week. His name he, came out of our mouths last yes, week. Yes, yes. And so um, as true to form on fairway rolling, occasionally we're a week behind and uh, or ahead. And I think I think Putnam is a very interesting play this week. And then lastly, House. I, I mean, you got to look at Chris Kirk. If you're going to bet, if you're going to bet a top ten, this isn't last. But Chris Kirk, he's just been hot as hell. He was tied for third here last year, so yeah. he's just coming in on fuego. Look, House. I know you hated the ruling, but Carl Ewan. I mean, yes, I, I, I like mean, this. I like I, the play. I, again, nothing against Carl. He played great. No, he's he's plus five hundred for a top twenty. And yeah. he was top five last week. Even if you want to knock him for the blown ball over the grandstands, he's he finishes top 10. And it seems like he's swinging the club really well. And and it wasn't just that, you know, he had a great Thursday, Friday. He had a 63 on Sunday in Hawaii. So plus 500 for top 20. If we're trying to make a few bets and, and, and get the return, that feels pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple guys. Uh, I'm absolutely infatuated. I'll confess right up front so that everybody understands the bias um, all season long uh, until demonstrated otherwise. I'm in love with Minwoo Lee. I think Minwoo Lee um, yeah. 
has, you know, the potential to threaten to win a major this year. I think he might win at least one, maybe if not more times on, on tour this year. He's available. Speaking of plus odds, plus one, uh, tw- one thirty. Pardon me, uh, for a top twenty finish and plus two seventy. Minwoo Lee as a top ten finisher. The other guy I'm looking at, great track record at this event and you know the highest of high ceilings the lowest of low floors see woo okay. i mean see woo won this three years ago his yep. form line his trend line at this event uh re- remains very good available at plus 450 to top 10 also you know uh, uh plus odds on the top 20 finish well, and listen, if people like this, there's some head-to-heads where people can make the call. There's a head-to-head on FanDuel, Chris Kirk, Siwoo. There's I a like head-to-head that. on FanDuel, Minwoo Lee, Taylor Montgomery. Taylor oh, wow. Montgomery's plus 135. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't... I, I don't, I don't love that. make a choice there. I don't know if I... Yeah. I know. I'm just saying, it's, it, it, it's up there. And, and So there's some interesting head-to-heads. Even JT versus Xander is pretty interesting. You can get JT plus 140 against Xander. Now, I, I don't love it because Xander was third at this event last no, year. No, Xander plays this event. Um, he, he's well, too good at this event. I'm not laying juice. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, taking JT as a dog. We need to see some, some golf out of JT. Yeah, I agree. But I think this might be the week for it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for it. Uh, any other names? No, that, those, are, those are the ones that I'm most excited about. I, I do think this is going to be a, a, a very interesting leading indicator, even though it is just sort of for fun. We're going to get more of a sense for the form that some of these guys are coming in on. Tony Finau, little bit of a disappointing year last year. He's dropped out of the conversation, wasn't on the Ryder Cup team. It's time for him to step up. We've already spoken about Justin Thomas. Scheffler, have we got the putting woes under control? Because if so, this is a season to win, I'm not kidding, four to six times. That's how many times Scotty Scheffler should win based on the form that we saw, even as recently as Kapalua. So, yeah. uh, and then lastly, Xander, who you know, at the end of the day, he's he is in jeopardy of being that guy who inexplicably didn't get the big one. And it's time for Xander to really start building. It doesn't mean he's got to win this week. No, but, this but, isn't the one. But this is the year for Xander Schauffele to win a major. I like it. And 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 we need to see the form, not just on par with his peers, but Rom is gone. Rom's the only, last year at this tournament, Rom's the only guy who beat him. Uh, other than Davis Thompson, I don't even count Davis Thompson. <laughs> but, yeah. but like this is, it's time to see Xander go. So I'm really excited this week to watch some of these guys and understand their form because that's going to help us make some decisions leading up to the Masters about who's our guy. Well, I'm going to close this out with two head-to-head plays that I definitely am going to make and use the word form. This is just based on um, what we've seen thus far this season, some of the metrics that I like. Jason Day, uh, small favorite over Wyndham Clark in a 72-hole head-to-head, minus 120 Jason Day. Uh, And I'm also going to get on my guy, Akshay Batia again. Uh, He's he's head-to-head against Ricky. Uh, I I just think, you know, he's minus 120 there um, and he's playing better yeah he's playing better and he's and, just, and the numbers show it so two guys and plus th- this is a nice setup for actually this is a good um kind of uh the, these these courses are perfect for where he's at right now yeah i i mean he, his his putting has been mediocre but he's seventh in approach last week i think the the broomstick 
has been a little streaky, but the broomstick is what got him back in the game last year. If he can find his stroke on these greens, and again, it's a piece of shit putting contest, uh, don't be surprised to see him in the top 10 this week. There we go. All right. Well, I feel pretty good, Nate Dog. Uh, nice card. It's going to be fun to watch these guys. We have the the benefit of some, you know, early morning golf if you want to wake up and catch what's happening in Dubai. Excellent field uh, there and really good field at the Amex. So it should be wall to wall golf. Uh, you can watch the golf Show before the football. Show it to us. We'll, we'll see. Show it to us. We'll see what they can afford in terms of actually showing real live golf. But uh, my, my, Birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals. There you have it. Um, looking forward to getting into a little bit of these meteor kind of venues and and some of the the you know as we ramp up here uh, a little bit. Get ready for Tiger's event. I mean, you know, it's right right around the corner. Nate Dog Phoenix is, isn't far off. So let's get some of this. Let's get this West Coast swing. Let everybody go have this little hit and giggle experience. Maybe we'll make a little money. We, we, I, th- I really like our card this week, buddy. Uh, until then, my par-saving pals, it, there is snow on the ground on the East Coast. Up and down the Eastern Seaboard, I was out shoveling this morning, had to clean the car. It is uh, going to be 15 degrees when I drive Junior to school tomorrow morning. Uh, so I'll just be dreaming uh, of golf. But go over there. You get over to, to Palm Springs by all means, Nate Dog. Uh, get yourself. Where is that? Where they have the Slurpees? Is that where the, they have the, the machine? Is it that venue? No, it, it's just maple bacon. That's it. <laughs> maple bacon is delicious. There we go, my friends. We are back next week. Until then, if you're able to find a place in the United States of America or worldwide to play golf, please let's hit them straight out there. <laughs>